What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. Let's see if this shit works this time. Nah, bro. Yo, my fucking soundboard is trash, man. You just need to swap it out, man. Oh, yo, my bad to the audience. Yo, this is another episode of the Fatherhoods podcast. Guess what, y'all? We got all three of us on this one. Yep. Been a minute. This is like back to back, right? It's all three of us back to back so far. Yeah. Bet. So we're coming in with a special guest. Um, You might have seen him all over Instagram, and I'll turn it over to him in a second to introduce himself properly. I say Instagram, I think all over social media. You've seen him on television. You've seen him in movies. Like, the guy's doing work everywhere. And for me, it's special because he's also from the Bronx, son. Yeah, See, I'm going to put my... Put shit my work. Why are you pressing the button if it's not working, though? <laughs> I know, yo, I, I hear it. I fucking hear it. Yo, this, give this it up. This is wham, 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 It sounds like a dying fuck. It's like in the movie, whatever, fucking... Uh, when they like, bah, 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 when he's shooting a gun. No, no, yeah, yeah. yo, give it up for Tonio Skits, everybody. Yo, what up, everybody? Uh, yeah, I, it sounds weird without the claps. Without, without, yeah, I know, my bad. <laughs> this is bootleg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, I know we're on a budget, but yo, it's your boy Tonio Skits. You know what I'm saying? Four seasons on Wallin' Out. Uh, uh, I got some movies under my belt. I just finished doing a Christmas movie with Justina Valentine, Nick Cannon, a bunch of people that came out December 21st on VH1. Uh, some stand-up you can watch. Just man, on your on your fire stick, just 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 search Tonio Skits. You'll you'll see uh, some movies, you'll see some shows. Your boy from Instagram, I'm from New York. Talk to me. <laughs> well, well, yo, what up? Yeah. There it is. So why don't we start? We usually start the show like talking about your relation, like how many kids you got, what that whole picture looks like. So tell us a little bit about how many kids, where they're at, all that. I got two kids. I got a girl and a boy. Same mom. All right. For all these statistic seekers. (laughs) That was going to be the the follow up question. So I'm glad you. Yeah. Same mom. Uh, I was a young dad, super young. Um, and you know, just like anybody else, uh, well, I don't know, but for me, it was an unplanned situation, literally both times, like unplanned, but, uh, you know, I, I put my shoes on and I just, I wanted to be what I didn't have, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I've been there for my kids, um, and they grew up by the time they were in elementary school, 
um, I had started this social media thing and I, I was I was already lit. Like kids in their school knew who they were because of me. Right. So that was that was one of the great that was one of the positive things that came from social media. Because uh, like when they switched schools, like they didn't they didn't have to do much because they were already popular kids because they were the kids of Tonio Skits, you mm. know. So uh, that was that was good. But um, how many kids can say their dad is popping on social media? You know, so it's a it's a pretty cool thing um, in in that aspect. But uh, my kids uh, have helped me in a lot of things. Like I, I, I honestly, I. I I say I have stayed relevant because it's it's hard to come out when I did and still be relevant and still be a part of certain conversations. Uh, I attribute that to my kids because, you know, I see what they talking about, I see what they looking at, I see what they like. So, you know, I would I would take that information and use it uh, towards, you know, how I move in social media. How how cautious are you or were you for, with them and and them on social media? Um, in the beginning, uh, I was, um, you know, I, I, there'll be some pictures here and there. I wasn't big enough to, to really, really see how the, the dark side of, of, you know, of social media. Uh, but as I've grown as a person and grown on social media and started seeing the weirdos come out of nowhere, I was very hesitant and really putting them in, in anything. Uh, I do have them in some videos here and there. Uh, but, um, I was just very, you know, very, very careful with it. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to say nothing crazy has ever happened. And now my kids are old enough to deal with whatever comes. So they, you know, they good. And what about their own social media habits? Did you uh, kind of Restrict wait until there, was, until there was a certain age for them to, to be on it? Nah, you know what? I was, I was really the cool dad. Like my daughter, my daughter had the first iPhone that came out. She was like, I don't know, like, eight, seven. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, my kids, they weren't really, they're not, they're not even into social media like that. They hardly ever post like nothing, you know, they, they consume it. They're on it, you know, talking about it, but I had some good kids. I ain't really had to worry much about. Yeah. And you're yeah. raising them in New York at this time? Uh, nah, in, in Miami, Miami. And then uh, their mom moved to New York, you know, and, and uh, um, she had two more kids with uh, the, the father, with her boyfriend that she's currently with. My son came to L.A. with me and then then we came back. So now they're here. They're here in Miami with me. Gotcha. So, OK, so, so you guys are not together. You and the, and the mother of your children. Yeah. But, but you have a co-parenting situation. So you mentioned they're with yeah. you though now yeah they're with me well they they go wherever they want so they're old enough for you know so, so oh, right. go to new york for a little bit but before that yeah we had definitely co-parenting um man we were mature about it we figured it out you know we dealt with our immaturity and 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 had our situation but at the end of the day we always we knew what was right for the kids and we made it work you know and to this day like we cool i'm cool with her boyfriend you know he's a fan he watches my stuff and and he never never got involved in certain ways like you know he respected this i respected that and we kept it cool never had an issue yeah so it feels like you guys found something that most people can't find when they break up yeah yeah we did 
parenting and, and, and other relationships. Yeah. And to find that at a young age, nah, right. that shit needs, you got to be in your 60s to be talking like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a maturity so, thing. Yeah. So where, where did that come from, though? Because like it's, yo, I mean, I'm in my 40s. Like right now, it's still even difficult because of all nah. the shit. Like, how do you get to a place where you're putting the kids first when you guys are so young? Um, I, the easy answer to that be like, no matter what was happening, we both loved our kids enough to want to do that, right? Not to say people who haven't figured it out don't love their kids enough, but I think the breakup, I think the breakup, there was an understanding to the breakup, right? And I think once both parties understand, like, this is over with, like, we need to move on um we found common ground somewhere you know and the common ground was at the end of the day it don't matter how i feel or or how you feel like what do the kids need you know and that's just how it was you know they were they were with the mom right but you know i was always there i always lived within like within a mile or whatever but i was always around i always helped my kids um even when they moved I think they had moved to the Fort Lauderdale area. So then I moved to Davie from Miami. I moved to Davie, you know what I'm saying? So just made it work. And more importantly, like once we figured it out and once I decided, I'm like, yo, I'm going to LA because like everybody in LA works with each other and I'm in Miami by myself, popping, doing these skits that no one really understands what it is. She supported it, you know what I mean? So, you know, then my son, after I was there for like a year, my son was like, "Girl, I want to be with dad." So, bomb. She's cool with it, you know. We got it. We let them decide, and that's how it worked. Hmm. How'd they deal with that initial with, with that initial move from having so many years of you guys at least, you know, being in very close to each other? Then now you're on the other side of the country. How did that how did that work out? Well, my daughter was old enough to understand. As a matter of fact, before I left, or before I made the decision to leave, I asked my daughter. I'm like, "Hey." She was old enough to understand. I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. At first, she was like, nah, you're bugging. You're not going anywhere. So I, so I decided to stay because it was only in a thought. But I did book a plane ticket um, for three days to go to L.A. for three days because I've never been there. And I don't know nobody over there. Well, when I get to L.A., bro, and, and the moment I got off the plane, three hours after that, I'm at, I'm at Russell Simmons' office filming with random people. We just filming major skits. I'm like... This shit takes me weeks to do in Miami. And I just I just did this right now in an hour. Like I'm in his office. And then from those people, I got to know more people. I'm like, yeah, these guys are filming at the park, day storm and all these people. So I'm like, I showed up at the park. I'm like, yo, I'll hold the camera. You know what I mean? And then I got invited to uh, some mansion party in LA. So bam, I pulled up to them and I start seeing all these fucking like creators that that I look like I look up to I'm like yo they be, I'm, they're all right here I'm like so I come back I come back to Miami I'm to Miami I'm like I gotta make this move and then my daughter sees a video that I did and it happens to be with some girl that was super popping and that was one of her favorite creators she's like Bobby you gotta move to California mm-hmm. and it changed her mind when she did that I was gone in two weeks <laughs> But I made a promise. My promise was I would never miss family functions. You know, I would never miss birthdays. I would never miss holidays. 
and I kept that promise. You know, I, I think the very next year I was in LA and it was Valentine's and I always bring my daughter flowers, you know what I mean? So I just, I want to keep my promise. So on February 13th, I took, I took a, a red eye from LA, came to cop, came over here to Miami, landed at five in the morning, was able to uh, get a car, be at her school by six in the morning, surprise her with flowers, happy Valentine's day. And then took, uh, took an Uber back to the airport, jumped on a plane and go back to uh, LA. These are, these are five, six hour flights. Going over there and did that. And the reason why I did that, I mean, to keep my promise, but more importantly, I wanted to show her if I'm willing to go this far just to put a smile on her face, that means she's raising that bar for any knucklehead trying to get at her. If they ain't doing nothing close to that, she ain't going to be impressed. You know what I mean? So so you, you were thinking, like, that was your frame of mind when you decided to do all these things. It wasn't no, like I, afterthought, like, oh, now, all right, I did that. Now she, the bar's up. Um, Like, it was kind of premeditated. Nah, the, the frame of, yeah, the thing is, I've thought about this all the time before, so right. I don't think it was a thought then. It was, it was, it was, I need to do this, but I knew subconsciously why I was doing it, because I, I always had those thoughts. You know, you, you, I was just watching a statistic uh, about fathers. So they always speak about the statistic uh, when you when you look at uh, uh, the guy, the people, the men that are, that are in jail. Uh, most of the men, I don't know if it was like seventy percent of the, sixty seven percent of the people in jail come from fatherless homes. Yeah, right? yeah. they show you know you know when the mother, it's only the mom. You know, kids tend to just go out and do fucked up shit or whatever. But when a father's there, that decreases the the. the the, the percentage of, of, of someone ending up in jail from uh, a home with two parents versus uh, a, a, one without a father is so much greater. Here's another statistic that I didn't know, right? The same applies. Okay, you have mom and dad and kid. This is the percentage of the amount of people that go to, don't go to jail. The same percentage stays the same if it's only a father and not the mom. It's the equivalent to having mom and dad. But when you have a mom and not the father, that percentage uh, increases crazy that actually end up in jail. So it just shows wow. the importance of a father, whether the mom is there or not. It affects the child in a positive way when you look at their uh, what they do with their life. I'm sure we'll hear from the moms in the comments. I hope so. I, I want to hear from the moms. Oh, but, but you, they can't, I'll send. I'll send you the link to. Yeah, the, yeah send that because that that's ill. That's ill. But no, it's, and it's, it's, it's no shade. It's no shade to the moms. No, there is no shade. These are just stats, right? You know, and not to say that mom's not important. Of course they are. Like, no, of course, how many mothers have have played both roles because you know the guy wasn't there, but we cannot ignore how important the father figure is. And I just want some of these ladies that be out there like, I don't need no man. I'm going to have my baby on. Like, that shouldn't that shouldn't be the goal. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have my baby by myself. Like, that shouldn't be the goal. Like, you should be doing everything you can. Not because you need him, but your child does. How I don't do know why. I, so I immediately thought of uh, Boys in the Hood when uh, 
when Cuba was was punching in the air when the dad was t- talking to him. I don't know why I thought of that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we could go back in time a little bit, Antonio, you your upbringing. How did that influence the the man you've become, particularly the father that you are today? Um, man, my dad just wasn't there, you know. Um, you know, I, I would always see him on my birthdays. You know, he'll he'll, he'll pull up. Uh, he did some jail time. You know, it's just his priorities wasn't there. I feel like he could done he could have done more. You know, I've had these conversations with him. You know, uh, may he rest in peace. He just passed away in April. Yeah, I'm so, sorry to hear that. So, you know, I mean, I, I created a good relationship with him. Um, uh, we always talked, you know, he heard my music. He saw the skits. He started doing some skits and sending it to me. Um, uh, but it was, I just basically just didn't want to be the man he was. And that's how I created myself. Everything he didn't do, I wanted to do. It's just I- what it was. Was that, I mean, I'm sure it was challenging because again, you, you started out really young as a father, but was it, was it hard for you to fought, to go against the grain in this case? Right. So like carve your own path, basically doing the opposite of what was done to you from a father's standpoint, or did you find it more natural for you to kind of follow in his footsteps as far as how you treated your kids? Um, I don't know how to answer that because it. I I think it was more natural. When I think of what my father did, I don't think of what my father did. I just think of how hurt my mom was, right? And I just didn't want to ever be that person. So my mother's pain is what really molded me not to want to be like this person that that was like my father. I just didn't. I didn't want to be that man that did that. You know, she was taking care of all of us by herself. Like she was just a single mom, you know, trying to raise the kids. And my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was, he was out in, in New York being a knucklehead, you know what I'm saying? Selling drugs and all that. And one thing that really got to me that when I got old, I was able to ask him, I'm like, yo, you made all this money selling drugs. Like, why didn't we see it? You know what I mean? Like, why were we struggling? What is the point of selling drugs if your family is not, it's not benefiting from this, you know? Most people sell drugs because they're trying to sacrifice and feed their family. Yo, we were hungry, you know what I mean? So it was just more of my mom's pain that molded me not, not to want to be like that. So that's why I was always around. That's why, you know, even now being a father with, with, with kids are like, they, they drive, they, they make their own decisions. Um, you got to humble yourself because now, you know, they quick to just, talk some shit or be like, I'm doing this. Like, nah, I'm going to this concert. Like, you know, and then still, you're still their dad and, you know, you got worried about them getting, you know, doing drugs. And and so I still worry every day, but you just got to let them be who they are. And hopefully whatever you did in the past, they're going to figure shit out, you know? When you have kids that are adults now, like how – how is that? I mean, most most of our kids are, are younger, man. You have the oldest out of all of us. But I mean, as far as from like an advice standpoint, like the worrying is never going to go away. How open are they to like you trying to still help them steer them in the right direction? Um, or are they just on some like, I'm an adult. I know what I'm doing. I mean, it's hard. Um, you, just, you know, when they were kids, 
you have total control of stuff, right? You control their environment. You control what they eat. You control where they go. As adults, there is no control. You know, you can worry. I, I worry every time they get in the car and drive. Like, uh-huh. what a stupid mistake and get into an accident. Or I don't control the environment. I don't control what they eat. Uh, so I just give advice. And sometimes as parents, that transition is so hard because you don't know when you decide they're grownups because they're still little kids to you. Um, but my advice is to, is to just, um, you got to lay back and listen um, and just still be the parent, but just more of give advice and not, no, you ain't doing this. Because then kids get confrontation. And then, then they want to do that. Like, you know, it's a very, it's always a thin line. I, like, sometimes I see myself like, yo, I can cross over right now, but I got to let them be. You know what I mean? Got to let them learn. But it's not, there's no blueprint. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, got to be tough, too. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you said you, you were on, four, was it four seasons a while now? Yeah. Yeah. Um. How how didn't you get pregnant from Nick Cannon? Because the man got ten kids. I feel like everybody around him either gets pregnant or has the capability of having ten kids themselves. What made you stop at two? Um, I don't got Nick's money. <laughs> Neither does Manny, but Manny's trying to get ten. I try, I try right. to get four. I got three. I try to. He go advocates four. for everybody to have more kids. Nick has Nick has 12. And I do think Nick Cannon right. would be the first person to impregnate someone in the metaverse. So <laughs> yeah, I do believe that. Uh, but I don't know. I think if I had Nick's money, I probably would have had more kids. But in all seriousness, after those two, I've never gotten a girl pregnant ever again. Uh, because I, I see how hard it is. Like this shit is no joke. You know what I'm saying? And for me to get another girl pregnant, listen, if my wife wants to have a kid, then I'll have another kid. But if we are not on that level, I, bro, I'm I'm a drape the condom. I'm gonna do all that. Like whatever it is I gotta do, I'm doing it. We're not, we ain't doing it. I just made a vow to myself. Like I can't do that. It's so irresponsible. For me to bring in another kid, knowing I ain't got the bread for that, the time where I'm trying to like, I gotta chill. So that was it, and I just one of the few things I was able to be like, I'm not doing it, and it happened. You know, God forbid some girl call me tomorrow. Hey, I'm like, damn, I got a podcast <laughs> coming out. <laughs> they gonna think I lied. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it can't. It's not always just that having enough money for it because not everybody has the emotional bandwidth. To, to have more kids. Like, I can't imagine. I have two. I can't imagine. When having one, I was like, ah, this is enough. But I wanted to have a second one because I was an only child and I wanted to, to give my daughter a sibling. After two, I'm like, I don't know that I have the emotional bandwidth to, to give more love. I mean, I'm sure I do. But that's what I think is, is, is something to consider more than just being money. You know what I'm saying? Because you can have mad bread, but if you're not going to be there with the kids, if you're not going to really put in that time with the kids what's you know sure they'll have everything in the world but what about the emotional side here's my here's my argument towards that if you don't have the emotional side and you do have a kid the emotional side can come out you can work towards that it, it'll happen right but if i ain't got the bread and i'm trying to do all these things and i have a kid it's over with like i can't just come out money you know what let me let me just take this money out 
Like now I got to stop everything I'm doing. Like it, it's, it's life halting. Like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I got to beat it for my kid. Let me tell you something, this story about my boy, Carlos. Carlos, Carlos had three kids. His wife wanted one more. I need that fourth. I need that fourth. He's like, nah, man, I can't do that. It's, it's too expensive. You know what I'm saying? What I'm doing, uh, like whatever. Like, fuck it. She got pregnant. Triplets. Oh, the binga. True story. I just did a video with some of his kids like a couple of days ago. Triplets. He got hit with triplets. Wow. Wait. No, you got to tell us more now. You can't can't give us the cliffhanger. So no, he's saying he got it. Oh, he got it. <laughs> but, no, but he it sounds like he persevered to some degree, but like it complicated his life for sure. Yeah. How, how like what was the craziest shit he told you after they came about? Um, I don't remember crazy shit. It's just oh, it's just a day in the life. You gotta guy. adapt at that point. I see. I grew up with twins. Like my sisters are twins, right? And then one of the twin, my sisters, gave birth to twins twice. You know, what I'm she yeah. got a four piece. She got a four piece. Yeah, she Jesus gave birth to Christ. twins twice. Yeah. My nieces, but, but, my nieces are but, twins. But hold up. Let's go. I want to give a counter to the counter. Because <laughs> one of my homeboys who's who's been on the show, um, my boy Paul, aka Drink Champ Sports, you know, he by no means is he a paid dude. And he he advocates, he's like, yo, if you got if you could have one, if you could have two kids, at that point, have you could five. stretch that dollar for three, four, and five. I mean, he has five and a half. I say a half because he has a stepkid. Um, and that was his mentality. It was he didn't, it wasn't about money. It was do? just like, he's you, like know, you could stretch a, a dollar a little bit more, if, you know, if you just have them in a row, basically. I think the point that, that we're missing, though, because I think because Tonio said it was that it is about the responsibility factor. I think it depends on how you're what you're trying to do in your life. Like, so for him, you know, he he's on a mission. He's on, you know, he's got his kids, but he's also on a career mission. And that takes that takes a lot of time. It takes travel. It takes all that kind of stuff. So I think. It really boils down to the responsibility factor. If you know that, okay, you know, yeah, the money is a significant factor, but you're also on a certain path and having more kids kind of takes away from that path, then, then you're being, I guess, irresponsible with yourself. Yeah. It, it not only takes away from it, it'll, it'll for, for everyone's, everyone's path is different, but for me, it'll derail me. Uh, from that path, I can't move the way I move. Like if I would have had a kid at any point in time, I would have never moved to LA. I'm gonna move. To, I'm gonna move to LA. I would have never <laughs> made the, the resources, the connections, the networking, everything that I did to bring me to today would have never happened had I had another kid. And it's not, you know, none of that. but it could have happened. It could have happened anytime. You know, what if it happened before them, even after? The idea in my head is like I need to be responsible with myself. Thing if I do not want a kid right now. And it's, mind you, all these girls that I used to date before, where are they? They're not even here. So I'm glad I did not put a kid in the mix. That would have been irresponsible, waste of money, derailed myself. Like people, people don't know, man. I just that one night, man. That ass is fat though, but <laughs> no. Like, question, no. question for you before we, because I think we got a few more minutes here. You got to make a a quick move. Do you still have more time? No, nah, we good. We good. Yeah, I think. Okay. You, what do you want? Yeah, we still got like 12 minutes before he gets here. Yeah, because the Uber okay. got to meet up the Uber, right? The Uber got to meet up. Oh, no, he already, <laughs> he already picked up the food. I'm just uh, going to, he's going to be at my door. I just run to the door, get it, come back. But we good. Okay, perfect. So I, I want to go back to when you first went to LA. Because you mentioned you got off the plane and basically you got 
brought into this universe that a lot of people dream to get involved in when they kind of have the aspiration to move to L.A. But that shit seemed like it happened as soon as you got off the plane. So what was in the works already for you to, like, get into Russell Simmons, you know, studio, what have you, to make it happen? There was nothing in the works. People, people outside of that box, people outside of the box think there's like some, some secret sauce. There isn't like the difference between me right now, my status right now, who I am versus someone you've never heard of before. That's never done a video. The difference between me and them is execution. That's the only difference, right? Cause they can execute right now and start their past, right? All I had was a phone and ideas. And to this day, all I have is phone and ideas. Um, when I went to LA, the thing was, I, I would follow certain people, find out where they're at, see what they're doing. Um, and then I reached out to somebody. I'm like, yo, I see there's a lot of people with you. Like, are you guys filming? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're at Russell Simmons. This is him sending a DM. Like, yo, we're at Russell Simmons place. I'm like, yo, can I come by? Like, yeah, yeah, there's people here. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. He just knew that I do videos. So I showed up. And then when I showed up, I'm just another body. You know what I mean? They just like, yeah. yo, we're shooting this. Everybody's just excited to shoot with each other. So I got into that mix. You know, I started saying my ideas like, oh, yeah, we fuck with that. Let's do that. And that's just what it was. Networking, ooh, found out from this person. Oh, there's another group of people filming at some park. I showed up at the park. And then mm-hmm. from there, got information. Yo, uh, then I got invited to a party. It literally was a domino effect. You just got to execute. Wow. That's a lesson right there for your ass. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Fucking be about it. Yeah, of course. Just, you know how many people DM me? They'd be like, yo, I want to do what you do. And they'll go on their page and they ain't got not one video. Right. I, I, I don't even respond to those people anymore. Uh, I mean, like, yo, if you really want to do what I do and start doing it and then DM me like, yo, what you think about what I did? Now I can look at what you've done and be like, yo, you know what? I, I think you should focus on this. Yeah, right? critique it. Those are the people that are real that are real about it. It's just people that are curious and then they're never going to execute. I feel, I feel like I've heard you say something similar, E, when it's like, you know, people constantly hitting you up for different things. But it's it's pretty apparent, I think, like it's it's hard to to lend a hand because a lot of people just aren't really on the same type of time. Yeah, I mean, when when you grew up or you made your chops prior to social media and you were out there physically paying dues, you know, it just seems too easy to just like mass DM people hoping that somebody, you know, pretend that you really give a fuck about that person and mm-hmm. hope. Oh. So, you know, I really it, it just you know, I just I, I really go through I'll I'll check. I'll check the people out. I'll be like, let me see what they're doing. And then, you know, and, and I I. You could kind of read into when they're full of shit that they're just like hoping yeah. uh, maybe this person will believe me that I give a fuck about them, <laughs> you know, like and they'll give me a helping hand. But I just think this, it's yeah. a different thing, man. Like people got to put in the work and they, you can't get around paying dues. You know, I still believe that, man. You got to pay dues, man. Facts. What, what do you tell your kids? Because your path, again, like to the the person that's not in your shoes or even in your sphere doing kind of similar things looks at you and it's like they might think it's easy because what your final presentation looks like may seem effortless but there's a whole bunch of work relationship building all these different things that go into you getting to the final result that we a lot of us just take for granted mm-hmm. what do you how do you exempt like use yourself as the example for your kids for them to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve well, my kids, my kids have seen everything, you know, they, they've seen it from the beginning to the middle, the struggles, the, they've seen it all. Um, but 
I use, I mean, I just, they've seen the example. So they know, you know, whatever they choose to do or whatever they want to do, they got to do the work. You know, it's not going to be given to them. It don't, it don't ever happen like that. And they are very aware of that. Even when they chose to go to school, like I gave them an option. I'm like, yo, go to school or work or give me a business idea that you want to do and I'm going to help you start that business. But you ain't going to do nothing. That's just not going to happen. And I gave them that choice. You know, I remember growing up, I always thought like, nah, they're going to go to school. I'm like, you know what? School's not for everybody. And I wanted to figure shit out. Like, and they went to school. And then now they, they, they're working, doing online school. And, you know, we're always talking about business ideas. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get them to think the way I wasn't given that opportunity. Yo. I was never around anybody like successful or an entrepreneur. I didn't, so like at least my thirties, I'm like, yo, like, I wish I would have known this in my twenties. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I even started college dumb late. Um, so I'm giving my kids the opportunity to think different and, 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 and make certain moves. I wish I would have made at least 10 or 15 years before I made them. 100%. What, is, what is the biggest mistake you feel like you've made as a father? And did you have a chance to correct it? Oh, wow. My biggest mistake as a father. Or regret. Or regret. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it would be, I wish, but I can't control that, right? I wish that they grew up in my, they grew up in front of me, my eyes and not me living across the street. You know, they grow mm -hmm. faster when they're not with you on a daily basis. Um, but that was out of my control, you know, a father, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe trying to be, trying to be the, the friend more than the father at, at some point I was trying to do that until I realized, no, no, this ain't, you gotta respect me as a father before I'm your friend, you know, cause I gotta make sure I'm not agreeing with you on shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to, I need you walking the right path and I can't do that as a friend. Um, so I think maybe if I would have done that sooner, but at the end of the day, the outcome was still good because my kids are good and they're on the right path and I ain't got no issues with them. I ain't worried about them getting arrested or doing some dumb shit. So I, I think they're good. That's dope. Yeah. What's on the horizon for you? Like, what are you working on that people need to be paying attention to? Like, are your are kids, you mentioned you did some videos and stuff with your kids. Are your kids in your world as far as content creators go as well? Like, on nah, their own? Or they're not a part of that. My son got into a little acting he got into a little phase, you know what I'm saying? Like he even changed his name to Tonio Skits Jr. Um, <laughs> he was doing some skits on TikTok, but then he just, it's not for him. He's, he just, you know, but he's still, he has that acting bug in him, but it's not something he's doing right now. You know, I'm telling you, kids never post. They don't be posting nothing. <laughs> but then what are you working on that's coming soon that we should be checking for? Um, I'm working on a lot of things. I'm working on a documentary. Uh, it's called the making about, of an influencer to show oh, about you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So every episode is about a different influencer. I'm going to be the first episode. It's called keep posting. Basically it just shows the backside. It shows everything that everyone ever, everyone, everyone missed that uh, got me to where I was. Uh, and there's shit that I was going through, you know what I'm saying? Death, uh, 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 
no money, just a bunch of things that I've gone through, but I kept posting, you know what I'm saying? Even though shit was happening in my personal life, I kept posting, I kept entertaining, I kept doing this shit. I, 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 didn't, I didn't let it stop me from continuing to progress in any which way. And so this documentary is gonna show that. Um, I'm writing movies. I just wrote a movie called Mr. Social. I got uh, Rosario Dawson in it. It's an action comedy film, feature film. Uh, so running on that. Um, I, I think I'm in two movies this year. It's a superhero movie in April. Uh, it should be in pre-production. So right now, the, next, the goal right now for the next three to five years is just to cross over to traditional te television and movies. And within seven to 10 years, I just want to be directing. You know what I mean? I just want to direct blockbuster films and, you know, direct two, three movies uh, uh, a year and go home and chill with the family or travel. Or if I'm single, go to Colombia and, you know. <laughs> and and do your single thing. <laughs> Yo, Antonio, man. Thank you, brother. Um, it was, I mean, it, it was, it felt really short, unfortunately, but it I did. think we, we were able to uh, at least talk talk a little bit about your backstory. It does it's something that I don't get to see in the stuff that you put out. Obviously, this is very more more personal, but yeah. I'm I'm really uh, impressed by how you've been able to be present in the lives of your kids because it's it's a really Please. difficult thing, and uh, I'm glad that you're seeing the benefits of that with with your children uh, being kind of on the right path. So kudos yeah. to you, brother, and much success. Like yeah, anytime man, you want to talk, we're here. So I appreciate you, know, I appreciate you guys having just, me on. I really, I really love these podcasts that you know what I'm saying, put some good message out there and it's real. All right, bro. Peace you, man. Good luck. All right, man. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to a child. Be a father to a child.